You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network for Thursday, April the 15th. It is Ian Cameron with you. I will be joined momentarily uh, by Jimmy Murphy, the hardest working beat writer and reporter in the business. Sure, it feels like it's been that way at least for the last several days. Jimmy's been hard at work, but he'll be joining the show uh, in just a couple of minutes. We've got a big Thursday card to break down on the show today. We've got nine games total. Uh, before we get to that, touch on some of the NHL action that took place yesterday uh, on Wednesday. It started with a rare weekday afternoon matinee affair with the Arizona Coyotes and the Minnesota Wild as Terry Edelman's Minnesota Wild get the job done. Uh, 5-2 to victory uh, in that one over the Arizona Coyotes and uh, certainly a team that was uh, ready to play uh, the other, uh, in the uh, game yesterday uh, after uh, the back-to-back losses suffered against the uh, St. Louis Blues. So a nice win there for the Minnesota Wild. Arizona, uh, of course, the good news for them, St. Louis Blues not ready for prime time yet, even though uh, they've been playing a little bit better the last few games. Colorado's just said, you know what? You think, St. Louis, you're playing good? You think you got your game back? Well, now you got to play us, and and now we're going to see what you're made of. And clearly, just not quite ready uh, to take down the Colorado Avalanche just yet this uh, St. Louis team, although they did give Colorado a, a, a run for their money at the end. I like the fact they really didn't uh, cave in in that game, uh, go away quietly when it was 4-1. That was a positive for the Blues. I still like the way the Blues are playing. I thought they played a good enough game last night, but unfortunately they made too many mistakes with the puck, and mistakes with the puck are going to cost you against a team like the Avalanche, and uh, that's pretty much what we saw last night. How about the Montreal Canadiens giving life to the Calgary Flames, the team that is chasing them for the fourth and final playoff spot in the North Division. And suddenly you're getting a little bit nervous, a little tight around the collar uh, if you're the Montreal Canadiens. Now, look, the schedule is still on your side. 
You have three games in hand on the Calgary Flames. You still are four points up on them. There's still a lot that has to go right for Calgary and a shit ton that has to go wrong for you in order to miss the playoffs and get overtaken by the Calgary Flames. But with that loss last night and with what, in my opinion, was a very lethargic, poor effort from the Montreal Canadiens, they've at least opened the door to the possibility of the Calgary Flames, you know, maybe making this interesting uh, down the stretch. Um, and, and that's the concern you've got right now for Montreal. You could have buried Calgary with a win last night. And you had, you know, a night in between your last game, Toronto and that one, whereas Calgary was playing back-to-back on the road after beating Toronto in overtime the night before. It was the perfect opportunity for the Montreal Canadiens to say, you know what, this is our playoff spot, back off. You're not getting anywhere close to it. Uh, they had a chance to say, uh, prove that on the ice, make that statement to the Calgary Flames, and they failed in doing so. Now they get another sh- a shot at Calgary Friday. Uh, the two teams will play each other again in Montreal. It's going to be an opportunity for the uh, Canadians to play a lot better and uh, get a victory in that game. And uh, But if they lose that game all of a sudden, and the gap between the Canadians and the Flames in the standings shrinks to two points, um, and even, even though Montreal's got three games in hand on Calgary, if it shrinks to two points and there's still three head-to-head games to go between Montreal and Calgary, then it gets really, really interesting at that point. So as big as that win was for Calgary last night, and they're not stupid, they're not idiots, they know. Uh, I know, everybody knows that that win wasn't good enough. They've got to approach these remaining four games that they have down the stretch here against Montreal. They've got to look at all of those games as we got to win these games, each and every one to really give ourselves any sort of hope to uh, make the playoffs and be that fourth uh, place team uh, in the North Division. So that's going to be the key uh, for the Calgary Flames uh, because you, you would think Montreal is going to be better on Friday night uh, when they play the Flames again. And the question is going to be, can Calgary keep this up and keep this little bit of a spurt they've got going? Three wins in a row now dating back to beating the Oilers, of course, uh, over the weekend. So uh, all of a sudden, maybe we have a playoff race on our hands for that final spot uh, in the North Division, something to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, San Jose Sharks prove again last night you can't lay minus 170 with this team. It's a one-way ticket to the poor house, and the Anaheim Ducks end up beating them uh, once again, beating them handily. And how about the goaltending uh, from Anthony Stolarz, who started both of the games for the Anaheim Ducks uh, against the San Jose Sharks. Real impressive performances from him uh, in net uh, for the Ducks. Uh, played excellent hockey in both games. Uh, seeing the puck well, making a couple of really, really good saves in terms of lateral movement, a couple glove saves, flash some leather. Really impressed with Stolarz in those two games. We'll see uh, if uh, he can keep that going. Maybe he's earned himself some more starting opportunities in the eyes of Dallas Akins, the head coach of the Ducks. Certainly he's played well enough in those two games to want to uh, get another couple of chances uh, in net for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. So good win for them against San Jose. Vegas takes care of business against LA. So that was your Wednesday in the NHL. Before we get into Thursday's card and break down tonight's games, I do want to uh, mention and talk a little bit about the Vancouver Canucks situation. And JT Miller obviously uh, causing a stir yesterday, saying that he's very concerned about this Canucks team starting up again, player safety, player health being, of course, the forefront of this concern 
that he has saying there's guys that are still having trouble breathing. There are guys that still have stomach issues right now. Their immune systems are still very, very weakened. You know, teammates of his, like, like he said, still having trouble, you know, breathing properly uh, as of right now. Uh, you know, there's a head fog, you know, whereas sometimes, you know, you get just a little lightheaded and all of a sudden things are, you know, spinning around a little bit. And look, these are serious health issues right now. If indeed what JT Miller's saying is true, and what reason would he have to fabricate anything? You know, if this is all true, and some of these Vancouver players are going through this, you're looking at a situation right here where how the hell can this team play a hockey game Friday night? And how can they play two games in a row? You know, how can you think that they're ready to play after one measly little practice and a bag skate, and all of a sudden they're ready to play hockey? That's a significant risk that you're putting these players under. And I know the NHL is hell bent on trying to get every game completed with this, with all of their teams this season. But you got to be, you got to be smart, and you got to use your head. And I am absolutely stunned at the negligence of the National Hockey League to not understand the uh, severity, you know, of this situation right now with the Canucks and, and their players. I know. Uh, look, I, I sure as hell wouldn't be a co comfortable playing hockey in that kind of state. You know, I think of some of the uh, NBA players who have dealt with COVID, particularly the Raptors who are, uh, who had COVID issues uh, a few weeks ago and Fred Van Vliet saying it's taken me in particular, like almost a full month to get myself back to where I feel I'm at full speed and full strength again. And that's playing basketball. This is hockey. This is a, a full on collision uh, you know, contact sport played at an extremely fast pace. You know, if you are having trouble just breathing, which is something that's just, you know, we take it for granted. It's just something we do every, every single day, you know, and so, uh, you, you can't breathe properly. You've got stomach issues, you, your head spinning, and sometimes your vision gets distorted because you've got these, what's called these brain fog or these head fog issues. How can you legitimately expect a team with players that are dealing with these kind of symptoms to play hockey? I don't understand it. It's absolutely insane that it's even being considered. If indeed some of these Vancouver Canucks players and teammates of JT Miller's, as he said yesterday, are still dealing with these issues and you're going to put them back out on the ice tomorrow night. I mean, you must be kidding me. So obviously the NHL, first of all, it's bad press that they're getting that JT Miller's got to come out publicly on a Zoom call and basically bash this into the heads of the NHL that, hey, we got players with issues right now. Wake up and see that. Wake up and realize that. This is not just about playing games and getting your season done and, and making sure everything's ready and good to go here uh, at this point in time. This is about playing games right now and, and finding a way uh, you know, to, 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 to make sure that the players are healthy to play these games. I mean, when you look at it, it seems like the NHL's just got this tunnel vision right now. We got to somehow get this Canucks season in. We got to somehow get them to 80, uh, the number of games, 56 games. We got to get their season completed. Well, no, it doesn't work that way. You know, you got to take in the human element here, and the human element is very concerning head fog, stomach issues, trouble breathing. And we're going to put this team on the ice tomorrow night? Come on. I mean, at some point, stop thinking about the money. Stop thinking about your wallet. Stop thinking about the pocketbook. Stop thinking about a human being's condition and their and and and, for, and, their, and their health, you know, and their and their livelihood. 
you know, and their quality of living. Think about that. Holy goodness. I can't even believe we've got to somehow try to get through to the NHL that they're having the difficulty figuring this out. Maybe this team's just not ready to be on the ice and play hockey right now. Holy gosh. I mean, geez, it's not, you're not splitting the atom figuring out that, you know, there's clearly some significant worries right now. So much worries that today the Canucks are undergoing tests with their own team doctors and physicians. The NHLPA has got some specialists that are, that are in consultation right now with the Canuck players that are affected. And the NHL is even putting their own doctors and physicians on the, on the case here. And they're going to basically find out, um, determine after today. And today's a big day. Today we're really going to find out how the Vancouver Canucks are going to proceed. You know, if these games are indeed going to continue and if they don't, where do we go from here uh, with the Vancouver Canucks? So uh, that's definitely something to uh, keep an eye on. But I'll say this. I mean, it's just it's it's upsetting that we've gotten to this point. It's upsetting to me that a, a league is not is so tone deaf to the issues that some players are going through health wise from this covid outbreak that JT Miller's got to go on a Zoom call to basically get the NHL to screw in and realize what's going on here and the, and, and the severity of the situation. Because it seems like if JT Miller hadn't said a thing yesterday, guess what? None of this would have come to light. The NHL would have pulled, pushed th forward with the Canucks playing, and we wouldn't have known anything about this right now. Um, so that's a bad job by the league. They deserve to be called out for this. It's totally tone deaf. It's totally lackadaisical on their part to not even uh, uh, you know, pay attention to this properly or focus on it or really dig in and see what's going on with some of these Canuck players. So disappointing to say the least uh we'll get into the thursday card uh in just a second here um we'll see again what happens with vancouver uh moving forward but again we'll find out more later today exactly where we stand with the vancouver canucks season at this point if they're going to start playing this weekend are they going to start playing next week are they going to start push it back to two weeks from now are they even going to play again there's even that kind of question being asked and raised right now so uh definitely something to keep an eye on right now uh, all right, let's go to the Thursday card. We've got nine games. It's a big slate. Let's start with the Winnipeg Jets and the Toronto Maple Leafs here, a good North Division battle. Uh, we've got the uh, Leafs here, about a minus 150 uh, home favorite, although this line's come down just a bit here. Uh, the total right now sitting around uh, five and a half, also down from six. Austin Matthews, of course, is the big news of the day from Toronto's camp that he is not going to play tonight. He was... Uh, uh, actually went to the morning skate uh, earlier today uh, for the Leafs, took part in it briefly, and then left just as quickly as he got on the ice. And you could tell right away, I could see on the Leaf, uh, the, the the beat reporters, that uh, they were saying the same thing, that, uh, look, there's definitely something wrong with Austin Matthews. And sure enough, uh, they're going to give him a little chance of dealing with a minor uh, injury, but nothing significant, but they just definitely wanted him to maybe get a little bit of a rest night, maintenance night. And again, when you're looking at this from a Toronto perspective, you realize that, hey, you're talking about a, a long playoff run potentially and a chance to maybe go for a Stanley Cup. Uh, that's got to be your first and foremost concern right now. And, and I think uh, that's the precaution the Leafs are taking with holding Austin Matthews out tonight. So there's definitely been some reaction uh, in the betting markets to the news. The Jets have taken money, the under has taken money in this game. I'm not going to be on this game either way. I mean, Toronto is scuffling a little bit. They've had a couple of pretty poor performances by their standards. They just played at such a consistent level uh, all season long, but the last two games weren't good. They had a terrible first period uh, against the Montreal Canadiens uh, the other night, 
and then of course they fall or against uh yeah against Montreal and then they followed it up with the overtime loss against Calgary where they had some good moments in that game and then some moments in that game where again defensive uh, issues at times and uh Calgary was able to capitalize on that Winnipeg is playing the second night of back-to-back games they beat Ottawa uh three to two last night uh, a victory over the Senators uh, in that game now they'll play Toronto second night of back-to-back games it'll be Connor Hellebuck Jack Campbell uh your goaltending uh uh a duo in this game uh, for these two teams. I think the under might get there in this game. Uh, I would lean in that direction. And you've got two good friends facing off here. Campbell and uh, Hellebuck are very close friends off the ice as well. So uh, it's definitely a game where uh, we should see, uh, I think the defense play a little bit better. I know Winnipeg, certainly last night, they played a pretty good defensive game. I think the Leafs are going to try to work on that because I don't think they were very happy with the amount of chances they gave up the last two games. So I would lean under, I don't have an official play. I, I Toronto, even without Austin Matthews, I'd be leery about betting against them in this spot. We've seen multiple examples of Toronto still being able to win without Austin Matthews. They've done it a bunch. They played without out him a few times already this year. They've been able to win without him. They're off two losses. I'd expect a really strong team effort tonight from the Leafs. So if I had to lean from a side perspective, it would be Leafs and uh, regulation for me, uh, but again, I'm not gonna. I'm not in love with taking or uh, betting against or laying this kind of price against this uh, Winnipeg team. Uh, you know, I like the Jets quite a bit, so it's a game I'm passing on. Not involved with the Jets and the Leafs. Uh, Nashville and Carolina. We've got Carolina minus 180 home favorites, five and a half the total in this game. Um, nothing should whip a team into shape and wake them up than back-to-back losses against the Detroit Red Wings. And that's exactly what Carolina's had uh, in their last two games. Uh, It has been uh, disappointing to say the least. And look, I mean, I'm not saying this to be facetious or funny or or a joker. I'm saying this honestly. If Carolina were to play Detroit in a playoff series, they might be life and death to win that series. They have had troubles all season long with the Red Wings, who are supposed to be one of the worst teams in the NHL. It's hard to fathom. It's hard to explain it. But that's exactly what's happened here with Carolina. They've they've had a tough time matching up against Carolina or against Detroit. Uh, the good news is they've been able to beat uh, a lot of other teams throughout the course of the season, including Nashville. Uh, they've done quite well head-to-head uh, against the uh, Predators here. But, boy, I'm telling you what, Nashville 5-1 and one in their last six games – Probably their best, most complete game of the season, a 7-2 a beatdown and destruction uh, of the Tampa Bay Lightning the other night. About as good a win, about as good a performance this season uh, as uh, the, the uh, Nashville Predators have had. you got to give them credit. Um, they've had step-up contributions from Yarn Croak, Sissons, and they're getting some of their depth forward scoring for them. It's still a team that's got quite a few key players out uh, for the Nashville Predators. When you think about it, Eli Tolvanen being out. Philip Forsberg, of course, has been missing for a while. They've had a couple defensemen out uh, of lineup. And yet, you know, like I say, Nick Cousins, Luke Kennan, uh, Yarncroke, Arvidsson started to score goals a little bit now for Nashville. So uh, all of a sudden that depth forward group, which had been dormant, lifeless, non-existent uh, for mo- most of the season, they've started to pick it up offensively for this uh, Nashville team. And they're getting the goaltending night in and night out from UC Soros. This is about as good a stretch. And this isn't just a one or three or four or five game stretch. This is now about a month going on a month now with UC Soros, where he has been outstanding and very consistent in net for the Nashville Predators. So he's kept it going. This is a tough one. I I have no interest, you know, going against Nashville in this price range, getting this number, battling for their playoff lives, playing their best hockey of the season right now. But it feels like Carolina might 
might be a wake up spot for them. Uh, you know that it's not going to sit well. You know, back to back losses to the Detroit Red Wings at home, no less as well. Uh, that's not going to sit well with this Carolina team. I, I do think you're going to see a much better effort from them. So uh, I, at this price, I would only probably bet Nashville, but um, Carolina, I think, fires back real, real strong with a good game tonight uh, in this one against the uh, Nashville Predators. I think they probably will win, uh, even though Nashville's playing well. Uh, Carolina probably wins the game. I'm just uh, not going to end up getting involved here either way. I, I just don't want to go against Nashville in this price range. And even with the uh, Carolina in regulation bet, uh, you've got to uh, somehow uh, – you're not getting the greatest of value there. I mean, Carolina in regulation right now is minus 115. Total five and a half, I would lean under. You know, I, uh, Carolina to me is probably going to want to tighten up. Nashville uh, against Carolina's D, I'm not sure they're going to light up the scoreboard. And Saros is playing extremely well for Nashville right now in net. And Carolina's offense has kind of tapered off in recent games. So uh, I would lean under there. But as of right now, no official play on that game. Uh, Florida taking on Tampa Bay. This should be a good one here. We've got Tampa Bay minus 155 to minus 160 home favorites. Total five and a half here shaded to the over in this game. Nobody's bet Florida probably as much as me or not many people have anyway in terms of betting on this team. I took Florida the other night. They get the overtime win against the Dallas Stars, uh, three to two. Uh, Frank Vetrano uh, with the game-winning overtime goal. Like I've had Florida in my on my card a lot this season uh, in terms of backing this team. This ain't the spot I'm doing it, though. No way. Not after the comments that I heard from John Cooper, the head coach, Ryan McDonough on defense. Uh, about that performance against Nashville. Uh, they were embarrassed by it. They were humiliated. They said, we got to be a whole hell of a lot better than this. And this is just one of those spots where you'd expect Tampa Bay to really be on their toes, on their game, you know, angry, very upset with that embarrassing loss the other night. So this ain't the spot for me with Florida. I, I'm actually on Tampa here in regulation. This is my uh, first bet here. Tampa uh, in regulation at plus 100, uh, even money. Uh, uh, like I, like I said, I like Florida a lot and the way they've been playing. They've been very, very, they've been just getting by though. in a lot of recent games as well, you have to factor that in like that Dallas game. They could have easily lost uh, to the stars. It was a pretty close game, pretty even back and forth. Florida just managed to get the power play in overtime uh, and win that game. Uh, I think Tampa Bay, it's just the writing's on the wall that they're, they're pissed off about that performance against Nashville. And I'd expect them to have a pretty strong game, pretty strong effort uh, in that um, the, the like five and a half, it seems like I should be betting this game over the total, but uh, they were talking about defense. Cooper McDonough saying we're not going to beat anybody giving up the chances and the looks that we gave up against Nashville the other night. So you would expect a hunkered down defensive performance, uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. Uh, and even though uh, Steven Stamkos has been ruled out, he's not going to play tonight for the uh, Lightning. You know what I say about the Lightning. If they still play their best game, they can survive even as a guy like Steven Stamp goes up. They got more than enough up front still with uh, Coleman and uh, Barkley Goudreau and Yanni Gord and Tyler Johnson and Andre Pilat, uh Alex Kalorn, Braden Point. I mean, you go on and on. I mean, they've got more than enough still forwards up front to step up when they're missing a key uh, player. Uh, like a Steven Stamko. So for me, I'm going to go with Tampa here in regulation, even money uh, plus 100 uh, in this one. All right, next game, we've got the uh, Philadelphia Flyers taking on the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins here. Uh, in this game, we've got, uh, as we take a look here, uh, Pittsburgh uh, minus 160 home favorites, total six and a half, uh, pretty much across the board here. 
look, I took a shot with Philadelphia uh, the other night uh, against this um, against this uh, Washington against the Washington Capitals. And I thought after the loss to Buffalo, look, pride takes over and, you know, maybe they just bear down, have a better effort at both ends of the ice. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. And they were just completely outclassed uh, by the Washington Capitals in that six to one loss. And it looks like a team that's on the verge of tapping out, you know, and keep in mind when things start to go south in a season like this, where we're still playing through a pandemic, there may not be anywhere any fight back at this point. Like sometimes in a normal 82 game season, nor, you know, things are normal, full capacity crowds. You're not worried about, you know, contracting a virus of any kind. If things start to go south, maybe there's a chance that you're getting it back on the rails. In this kind of environment and setting that we're dealing with now, I don't think it's quite as expected that, you know, the Flyers are just going to get it back. I mean, the, the loss to Buffalo, I think, might have been the knockout punch for them. I mean, a game that they were clearly on their way to to, uh, to winning, and they end up blowing it late in the last couple minutes of that third period. I thought they'd respond against Washington. They didn't respond. They just they were flat out dominated and, and pretty much, you know, laid down in that game. It was a pretty pathetic effort, to be honest with you, from the Flyers in that game. And that's not to take anything away from Washington. When Washington has that offense going, uh, they are extremely difficult to beat. There's no doubt about it. Um, but right now, uh, they've got some problems, this uh, um, Philadelphia team. And it's, it continues to be their defensive game. It's just not very good. Um, the goaltending is just not consistent or good enough nightly. And it's not, not just Carter Hart. It's Brian Elliott as well. Uh, you just haven't gotten them stepping up consistently uh, to be able to score goals. Or sorry, to make big saves for this uh, Philadelphia Flyers team. That's a concern. And offensively, there's things to like, but a lot of it is just, you know, relying on a, a Konechny. Um, I think they need more out of Giroux. I don't know what's happened to him offensively lately, but I think he needs to get it going a little bit more than he has. But there's just issues right now. Their, their defensive game is incredibly flawed at, at this point in time. And that's trouble uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. That's exactly why uh, they're having major issues now. They're one and four in their last five games. Uh, and look, Alain Vigneault, after the loss the other night to uh, Washington, I don't even think he's interested in trying to get things better or trying to spark his team. And I like Alain. Alain's been a very good NHL head coach. He's taken the Canucks to the Stanley Cup final. He's taken the New York Rangers to the Stanley Cup final. He's done a lot of good things. He's been a playoff coach the majority of the years. He hasn't missed the playoffs very often as a head coach. It looks like that's going to be the case this season. But he said something after that loss to Washington that stands out. It was our, I will say this, it was our sixth game in nine nights. And it's a tremendous amount of hockey. So you know what? That's the excuse machine. And this is what coaches do when they excuse bad performance and they don't really care that their team sucks. Seriously. That's the kind of quote you make as a head coach when you don't really care that your team sucks right now and you're not interested in fixing it or you're not trying your best to fix it. Where's the where's the vim and vigor? Where's the where's the anger? Where's the frustration? He's just using the excuses. Oh, that was our sixth game in nine nights uh, against Washington. It's a tremendous amount of hockey, he said. So he's basically given these players an out, a reason to say it's okay to play like this. 
It's okay to lose to Buffalo and gag it away in the last two minutes of the third period. It's okay to just roll over and die against the Washington Capitals the other night. It's okay to do all this stuff. It was our sixth game in nine nights. It's been a lot of hockey. Come on. I mean, does that sound like a coach that wants to get this shit turned around? Sure as hell doesn't sound that way to me. This is a bad spot. This is a bad situation for the Flyers. The, the players are just, they've, they've lost their game. They've lost their confidence. The defense has gone to shit. Hart and Elliott can't stop a beach ball. And now you got to lend Vigneault just making the excuses. Not even interested in trying to, you know, rant and rave and fire these guys up and try to turn it around. Oh, it was our sixth game in nine nights against Washington. It's been a lot of hockey. Well, that's a, that, that you've, you've basically given your players a reason to keep playing like ass. Because you're giving them excuses. You're giving them reasons to say, you know what? It's okay to be like this. It was our sixth game in nine nights. It's okay to suck. It's okay to be bad. It's okay to miss the playoffs. So there's no freaking way I'm back in the Flyers tonight uh, against this game, in this game against Pittsburgh. I'm on Pittsburgh in regulation. It seems like it's too obvious to like this spot, to like this bet. But, hey, I'm on it. Pittsburgh in regulation. Uh, minus 115 against uh, Philadelphia tonight. Jeff Carter should make his Penguins debut. I think he's a perfect fit on that third line. Can slide under the radar. Brings that veteran Stanley Cup winning experience. I love that about that move uh, for the Penguins. I know they're still banged up with a couple guys out up front, but hey, I'll take their defense in a in a in a split second over what I'm seeing from the Flyers right now. With you know, Marino's played well since they got Brian Dumoulin back on the blue line several weeks ago. They played much better defensively. They're just a better defensive hockey team. However, I do think Philly could score a couple, but I think Pittsburgh could put a bunch up on the board, and the flyer overs keep cashing. So uh, I do think we could get over the total as well. So I'm on the over here as well in this game with the uh, Battle of Pennsylvania, Penguins and Flyers uh, over the total, six, six and a half, depending on where you look right now. And I'm also on Pittsburgh in regulation here, minus 115. I gave Philly one chance against Washington. Show me something. They show me absolutely nothing. And now you got the coach saying, but guess what? You know what? It's bad. We're playing terrible. But, hey, it's our sixth game in nine nights. Lots of hockey. Lots of hockey. I mean, that's an excuse machine waiting to happen. And when you give the players an excuse and a reason to believe that, hey, it's okay to play like this, they're going to keep losing games. Simple as that. I think that's what we're seeing here with the Flyers. We welcome in Jimmy Murphy. He's joining us now. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts on this Flyers situation and them facing the Penguins tonight? Yeah, I mean, I understand your frustration uh, where, where you are with them. And I think a lot of people are sharing that. A lot of people had this team going to the Stanley Cup final, for crying out loud. They thought they could make it out of the out of the whole East and then through the conference final. Uh, and, you know, I was one of those who thought there's a good chance of that. Uh, but, you know, they've, they've proven us to be wrong and completely underachieved. Who knows what the hell's wrong with Carter Hart right now, but he's a mess. And, you know, you come in now, you're playing a Pittsburgh team that I think has, has obviously and clearly played a lot better over the last few weeks. And uh, they bring in a guy like Jeff Carter, a former flyer, uh, who I think will have a little, I don't know, it's been a while. I know it's been many years since he was there, but it did not end well in Philly. So I'm sure every time he plays the Philadelphia Flyers, it's in the back of his mind what went down there, whether it was his fault or Flyers or both. Um, so I, I love the Penguins in this spot. And I'm going to come right out of the gate and uh, do a Jimmy Puck line. Uh, on the Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, on the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right, Pittsburgh Penguins, minus one and a half, plus 150 here, puck line for Jimmy. Uh, before we get to the next game, Jimmy just joined us a second ago. We'll get his thoughts on the three games we've uh, talked about before. Winnipeg, sure. Toronto, Jimmy, Nashville, Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay. What are you liking in those three? Uh, in Winnipeg, Toronto, I'm going to go with the, the Leafs in regulation for that one. 
Um, I just think uh, the Leafs right now, you know, they, they got that streak broken, but they're playing better. So I, I think that they'll, they'll bounce back here. I like them in regulation over the Jets. Uh, and what was the other game you said? Uh, Nashville, Carolina. This one's interesting. I said in the uh, second ago about Dude. this game, I am yeah. not going against Nashville at this price, but Carolina off back-to-back home losses to Detroit. You figure they fire back strong here. Yeah, it's kind of like the way, and I know you haven't gotten into it yet, but we will. It, it, it's kind of a good segue into the Florida-Tampa game as well. Yeah, I, I sense a pissed-off Carolina team coming into this game right now. I'm going to go with the over in this game, and I'm also going to put a team total on Carolina going over as well. Two official plays there. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm going to stay away from the from the side there and just, you know, because you're not getting the best value there. You could do a Jimmy Puck line, but I think it's going to be a close game. But I do think Carolina wins in the end. I would lean towards them uh, to win, but I'm going to stick with those right now. And yeah, it's just, you're right. It's a tough spot for the Predators here because not that they're, not to their own fault. They're playing great lately. It's just, they're coming in against a Carolina team that, doesn't really lose three games in a row. I'm not even sure off the top of my head if they have. Uh, so I, I would think they're going to want to redeem themselves tonight. Carolina's also dummied Nashville pretty good this year. Carolina's definitely dominated the head-to-head series uh, against Nashville as well. But the, the, again, most of those games were when Nashville sucked. You know, Nashville's yeah. playing a lot better right now. That's the one thing. Florida, Tampa Bay, Jimmy, I'm on Tampa in regulation, and I kept it very simple. And nobody likes Florida more than I do. I back, They've been on my card so much this season, including the other night when they beat Dallas. But they're walking mm-hmm. into a P.O. Tampa team. McDonough's comments, Cooper's comments after that 7-2 shellacking against Nashville. It's definitely, you would think. And even without Stamkos, I don't worry about that. they got enough forwards. I think they dig in defensively after because they said, we give up the chances we did against Nashville uh, in this every game, we're we're not going to win. So a much better effort, I think, from Tampa tonight, and I think they get it done. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that they're in the same spot there. The Tampa Bay Lightning, I mean, they're human, right? They're going to have these little patches where they just can't get it together. Maybe they're worn out. I mean, I, I don't know how any of these NHLers are doing it right now, Ian. I mean, you know, I'm seeing people on Twitter today criticizing players like a Kevin Miller on the Bruins uh, for going every other game now because, you know, he came back from reconstructive or two reconstructive knee surgeries. And, you know, when he plays, he's going balls to the wall, beating the shit out of everybody and hitting anything in sight. And these fans have the nerve to question, oh, nice of him to just milk his $2 million check and play every other game. Shut up. Shut up. Really shut up. And you know what? Next time you want to criticize an NHL player right now, uh, I, I know it's hard to feel sorry for people that are making millions of dollars, but they're still human beings, and these guys are going through the ringer right now. A lot of them playing five games and seven nights lately, going to keep doing that. So, you know, that could be what's going on with a team like Tampa or even like Carolina. And I think sooner or later, though, the mental will of those champions, like a Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, plows through. So I like Tampa here. Give me Tampa in regulation. Yeah, that's another reason why I didn't like what Alain Vigneault said, using that as an excuse. Like, every team's going through these scheduling cycles. It's not just the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. You know, that's just the way it is. Well, and, the, and, player, and the players only- use it as an excuse, Ian, I'm with you. I don't think they yeah. should use it as an excuse. I get where that can be frustrating. But there's a lot of players that aren't doing that. There's a lot of players that are just sucking it up and playing hard, man. And, you know, I, I just – I wonder too, Ian. I mean, not to, to sidetrack here, but I was talking to uh, Pierre Maguire about this today, this morning. We were talking on the phone. And, you know, we were saying, what are the playoffs going to be like? Are we really going to have a fun playoff? Uh, These guys might not have anything left in the tank. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how the playoffs unravel. 
Yeah, I mean, are we going to get are we going to get the exciting you know style of playoff hockey? Are we going to get some really shoddy, slow, sluggish play? Uh, and a lot of uh, you know you know not pretty you know you don't get that pretty sleek you know playmaking sometimes when you don't have that same amount of energy. Uh, you got to yeah. think about things like that for sure. And uh, well, you're right. Think about it's, it event wise uh, too, right? I mean, I you know if this keeps up, pay attention to these little blurbs that you see a good team like a Carolina or a Tampa Bay going in these little slumps, these tiny little slumps, but a tiny little slump in the playoffs could be huge. And just pay attention to where they're at energy wise. I, I got a good feeling that we're going to see a lot of unders in the first round. Oh, we've seen a lot of unders this year uh, in the National yeah. Hockey League. It's definitely been more unders than overs for the entire uh, season. In fact, tomorrow on the show, I will make sure I get the season numbers. I'm, we're going to go through a lot of things. What have home underdogs done? What have road underdogs done? Road teams, home teams, overs, unders. I'm going to get the updated season-long numbers. I'll talk about them tomorrow on the Ice Guys show on the Friday edition. So uh, I will definitely uh, make sure I get those up to date because I have a way of tracking them down of the database I have. So uh, that'll be good to uh, just get everybody caught up. We'll also mention who's been the most profitable and the least profitable teams this year uh, in the National Hockey League as well. So we'll get a nice little State of the Union address in terms of uh, the betting angles and records and trends uh, on the show tomorrow, especially because it'll be a shorter card. Uh, on yeah. Friday, so we'll be able to, to do, do that uh, now too. Don't wait until the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? We kind of get that knowledge now. Start to prepare for that because it's coming. It's coming sooner than we think. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. And one last thing too about the Vigneault quote. Like I say, it's all that's the quote where after six one loss, I want the coach to say, "Hey, we got to compete harder. We got to be better than this and all this. Not use the six game and nine nights. Spin a lot of hockey because he's letting go of the rope. I think. And if you're letting go of the rope as the coach players will let go of the rope too. If the general yeah. leads, the troops will follow. That's always that uh, old saying. And uh, you got to be leading a little bit better than with a quote like that from uh, Vigneault. Uh, nevertheless, uh, we've got uh, next up uh, New Jersey and the New York Rangers. Uh, Rangers minus 210. Uh, home favorites, total six across the board here. Um, you know, the Rangers, I got I took them in regulation the other night. Now you got to lay a bigger price. I think they win. I don't like the value here like I liked it when they played in uh, Jersey the other night. I think it was a little bit of a better price to back the Rangers here. I think the Rangers win. I like their game. I like the way their game is going right now at both ends of the ice. Uh, I lean slightly uh, to the over here. That's about it. Uh, lean Rangers in regulation, but I thought the value in the number was better last game than it is here. And keep in mind, New Jersey is not completely rolling over, you know, they're still playing hard on a nightly basis, but they're still going to have trouble, I think, winning games down the stretch. So slight lean Rangers and regulation, slight lean over for me. Jimmy, what about you here, Devils and Rangers? Uh, make sure I'm on, not on mute. I, I'm going to go full out on the over here. Um, that's going to be my official play here. And if I was going to touch the side, I would lean Rangers. But uh, give me the over in this game. Yeah, uh, I, I think so. I think we could see goals. That was only the first time, I think, all year a Ranger-Devil game stayed under the total the last game uh, with these two teams. I don't know if that necessarily uh, stays that way. And we've seen instances where first game under with the two teams and it goes over the second game. So I'm I'm kind of with you there. I might end up going with the over. That would be it. I'm not going to touch the side here in this one. Uh, and Nico Heeshear being back helps. Although Pavel Zaka, uh, undisclosed injury, uh, the last game, and he may not be back tonight either for the Devils. So again, they need every forward they can get on, you know, on the ice if they're going to hope to score goals here. But uh, we'll see if uh, they're able to trip in offensively a little bit more tonight. Hopefully they can, and I think the Rangers can definitely get their share uh, of goals as well. 
Uh, next game, Wash uh, Buffalo taking on Washington. Uh, uh, I'm not laying minus 325, minus 330 with Washington, but that's what you have to lay if you're going to back the Capitals here. Uh, the total six uh, across the board. Look, I'm just going to stick with over here because Buffalo's been going over the total for the most part, although the Boston game the other night stayed just barely under the total, three to two. Uh, but other than that, Sabres have been giving up goals in bunches especially to Washington. I remember last week they played Washington and Washington got over the total just about by themselves. I yeah. still like what the Sabres are doing offensively though, Jim, even the other night against Boston, they're generating some chances and some opportunity. This is not a team that's laying down late in the season of a really, really bad season. And I think you got to give Donnie Granato some credit for that. You know, he's kind of pumped up this team enough to, Hey, the efforts there, the work ethic is there. Uh, for this Sabres team. You look at now, they're starting to win a couple games, came back to beat the Flyers, took the Bruins to overtime. They're doing something right, mm -hmm. you know, Buffalo, in terms of the way they're working right now. So, um, and you worry with this big of a price. Look, we look, we just saw the Detroit Red Wings, you know, beat Carolina two games in a row. So don't tell me Buffalo can't beat Washington, especially if Washington's disinterested. I fear that they could be. You know, they're coming off just an easy, they didn't have to sweat it, six to one win against Philadelphia. Things are rolling right. They beat Boston eight to one before that. That's what fourteen to two combined score uh, in the last two games for the Capitals against the Bruins and the uh, Flyers. Now you got little old Buffalo. Is that going to stimulate and motivate and excite Washington? This could be a sneaky spot for Buffalo to hang around. If you're not gutsy enough to take the money line on Buffalo, maybe plus one and a half goals, which you can still get at a really uh, interesting plus price here. I definitely like the over. I am on the over six, no question. But maybe a sprinkle or two on Buffalo, at least puck line, plus one and a half to be a little bit safer here. A Buffalo on the puck line, plus one and a half is plus 110. You still get a plus price with that. I just, I, this spot to me stinks like a flat spot, like a sleepwalk spot for the Capitals. Now they've been playing great and their offense is lighting yeah. it up, but it's, it feels like it could be that way tonight for them. Jimmy, what do you think? Sabres, Caps. Well, what I think is that, you know, and we've had this conversation on here before is why I think that this time of year when you get into the stretch run and teams have kind of distanced themselves, we know who the superior teams are and they face off against these shit teams. Uh, you got to remember that these shit teams, they got nothing to lose now. They, they really, they're just playing. They're loose. They're out there having fun and it could really go either way. And you, you bring up that game against the Bruins the other night. I don't think the Bruins deserve to win that game, to be honest. I mean, they're all happy they got the two points and good for them. But I don't think they could look in the mirror and say, we played great. They really didn't. And you look at Buffalo and, and the Bruins players said it. Said, you know, those guys haven't given up. They, they're not giving up. And we've said it before. When a team gets to this point, they're looking ahead to next year now. And they're fighting for their lives. They're fighting for spots in the NHL. A lot of those guys, especially the young kids that are up from the AHL or, or the taxi squad, they want to secure spots. So these, are, this is a minefield is what I call it. Like I said before, because these are those games where it just, you almost automatically think Washington, but when you step back and analyze it, like you just did, eh, I'm staying the hell away from this game. Yeah. I can't blame you, but you're right. It's at the same time, it's, it's a dubious spot for Washington, but they are lighting it up right now. And, and with the way that offense is going, yeah. if I did anything, time, it would be the only thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like the over. I'm still going to sprinkle a couple, nothing crazy, a couple bucks on Buffalo puck line, plus one and a half, because I think this is a terrible spot for Washington here tonight. 
Uh, Tokarski in net for the uh, Sabres. Now, he's been a little bit of everything. He's had some good games. Yeah. He's had some really bad games. I thought he played okay when he came in relief for – because remember, Allmark got injured uh, early in the game the other night yeah. uh, against the Bruins. And then uh, uh, Dustin Tokarski had to uh, take over. Yeah, he's had some good games. He's had some bad games. Uh, I agree with Jimmy. I watched a lot of that game, uh, Buffalo-Boston the other night. Boston wasn't anything special. Buffalo was toe-to-toe with them uh, in that hockey yeah. game. Uh, throughout and a 3-2 shootout win needed a shootout the Bruins to uh, pick up the two points there speaking of the Bruins they're next up they're hosting their the team they just can't beat the team they just can't figure out uh, the New York Islanders will they finally figure them out is Taylor Hall going to be the uh, the uh, problem solver here uh, for the Boston Bruins uh, in terms of figuring out this Islanders team uh, we'll have to see but Boston here about minus 115 slight home favorites total five in this one this to me is a sneaky over for me. Totals only five. Boston's got a few more. They didn't really show it at times against. I thought they could have generated more. I thought they had the puck at times, but they didn't do enough with it at times the other night against Buffalo. But they've got an offensive minded defenseman now on the team and Mike Riley. You know, Taylor Hall is all offense, no defense, at least playmaking yep. he is. Not so much goal scoring, but he's not going to give you much defensively away from the puck. Um, those are two offense pieces that make Bruins should make the Bruins better offensively. The Islanders are a little bit better offensively thanks to the Kyle Palmieri addition uh, at the trade deadline. You know Varlamov's been good, but he's given up a couple of goals lately. We've seen you know Islander games get to five goals or plus or more than that at times throughout the course of the season, specifically of late. Uh, I think this is a game with with the total being five. Usually, the, and usually there's a good reason for it being five and. Normally, when you look maybe earlier in the year, Islanders, Bruins, it made sense because you got two very good defensive teams, two teams you question them offensively a little bit. I don't think that's the case now. I think the Islanders are a little better offensively now with Balmeri. The Bruins have made additions at the deadline that I think make them a better offensive team, maybe not quite as good of a defensive team as well. So keep that in mind as well. So I like the over here a little bit. Five, it's minus 135. I think it gets there. And from a side perspective, I can't lay a price with Boston against a team they haven't beaten yet this year. Uh, no way. Uh, I'd have to look Islanders here, plus 105 in this game. No question about it. Um, the Bruins are going to have to show me they can beat this Islanders team. Islanders have just uh, completely just slapped them around, just dominated them uh, throughout the course of the season here. And I still remember there was that one Islander-Bruin game too. That everybody thought it was going to be low scoring, and it ended up being a little bit of a track meet up and down i think there were like three four goals in the first period of that game i still remember that one so uh, i like the over here and certainly have to look toward the islanders uh as well at a slight plus price uh kind of surprised i thought i my numbers had islanders that may be the slight favorite here i know boston's at home but boy making the bruins a slight favorite here against this islanders team that's i think a little bit better than them certainly healthier than them right now especially on the blue line and they've dominated the bruins hard to ignore the price you're getting with Barry Trotz's team here. Jimmy, what do you think about the Bruins tonight hosting the Islanders? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get it either, Ian. Uh, I mean, they haven't beat them. That right there should be enough. Unless, unless half the Islanders team, you know, God forbid, had COVID or something, or, you know, they, they're down with injuries. I, I don't see how this happens. And then, as you pointed out, now they've got those additions that they made. Um, you know, I, I don't see how you could lay – money on on the Bruins right now in this game and I'm with you I let, I'm gonna go with the total and go with the over I know Tuka Rask is coming back but uh just for our, our betting viewers out there I, I was gonna write I just haven't had time crazy day but 
I'll tell you what Bruce Cassidy told us. And it really kind of stood out to me a bit. I said, you know, we don't get to talk to him that much. They haven't made him available to us via Zoom while he's hurt. Uh, we don't see him. It's not like we're in the locker room like we usually are and all that. So we can't get a vibe or a pulse on where he's at mentally uh, or, or even, you know, just talk to him and, and understand what's going on with him, both physically and mentally. And he said, me neither. He's like, I'm being honest with you. I don't know, Jimmy. I see him in practice. You know, he's stopping the basic. He's doing okay on the basic reps, but he hasn't really had any battle drills. He hasn't really got down and dirty like he's going to have to in a real game. Um, we know the type of injury he has. One bad twist. It's a lower back injury. I'm hearing a lot of things. I can't really divulge right now, but I'll, I'll hopefully can soon. But I'll tell you this. It's not an injury that a goalie would like from what I'm told. Uh, it, it, it's very, very temperamental. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves after a period again tonight with what I'm hearing. So they have no clue where he's at right now. They're happy to have him back. But that, there's a lot of doubt going on there, if you ask me. So if, if the Bruins are doubting that much heading into this game and into Tuca's first game back, and this is a knock on Tuca by any means. It's just them being realistic. Uh, I, I don't go near the Bruins tonight. I would lean towards the Islanders, but I'll stick to the over because I see some goals going in. Yeah, that's that's good info right there. That this could be a, a, a an injury that look they're gonna he's gonna play tonight. He's obviously good enough to play, but this is something that could maybe flare up and and, and come back at any moment. Uh, you get worried about that. And look, Tuca's kind of like Freddie Anderson. The parallels. They're older guys now. They're in their thirties. They played a lot of games. You know, it's not easy to re, uh, rehab from these kind of injuries. Uh, there's no question about that. It's funny because actually I was – the other night I think it was, I was just – sometimes I like to hear the, some of the coaches' press conference. I'll sometimes do that, and I caught the Bruins one, and it's I loved hearing it. Let's go to Jimmy Murphy. You hear them on the when there's – let's go to Jimmy <laughs> Murphy now. They're getting ready. There's Jimmy queuing up his questions and asking his question. I think you and Bruce get along pretty decently, I think. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I, my mom was saying the same thing. She says, you know, I think he, I think that guy actually likes you. I don't know why, but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> good old mom. But um, no, yeah, he, he is. He's great. I, I, you know, in all my time, 20 years, he's probably been the best. At just giving really good answers, talking to you like you're just, you know, you're sitting at a pub or something. You're shooting the shit. That's that's the kind of answers he gives you. I'll give you that quote here right now. I, you know, if we have the time, Ian, I don't, are we pressed or what? No, we're not. We're good. We okay, go as so long I'll, as read we want. I'll read the quote verbatim just for, so you, the viewers can understand where I'm coming from. So I asked him, you know, like I said, where's he at mentally and physically? And he just said, good question. We don't practice that much, so you don't get a good feel for five-on-five -five, uh, defensive zone drills and lots of action around the net. I don't know if I can sit here and unequivocally say he's, he's dealt with the rigors of battling through, finding pucks in traffic. That's the physical part of being a goaltender. That's something we're going to have to find out on the fly here. That's, I mean, it's great. He's so honest, but it's also kind of like, whoa. He knows nothing at all what to expect tonight from his goal. Yeah. That's what he's got to love his brutal honesty. But uh, if, I I, if I'm a betting man, I ain't betting on the Bruins. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Or an under. So that's exactly why yeah. Islanders in the over. Uh, tonight go. in this game. that's great info and we'll see if uh how tuca fares first game in a quite a while of course they had to ro roll with swayman and with uh vladar now for a long time and halak's been out on the COVID list for a couple weeks so lots of goaltending carousels going on for the bruins chicago and detroit we've got chicago now minus 160 road favorites total five and a half i'll tell you what I, i'm gonna sprinkle on the red wings here i like i like the effort here adam ernie this is a guy goal scoring prop get on him Adam Ernie, he's like scoring almost every game lately 
for the Red Wings. Hard to believe, but you can get a good price on him there. Uh, their, their effort's been good. Bernier's back now, and Bernier's been their best goalie this year. No question. He's had actually a really solid year. Grice has struggled. Pickard is what he is, you know, journeyman. Bernier's actually had one of his better seasons in a while on a really bad team, so give him credit. I'm not ready to lay this number with Chicago on the road. I, I took them against Columbus twice in a row and won twice in a row, but that was every bit anti-Columbus, you know, as it was pro-Chicago here. I know Detroit's kind of had a tough time with Chicago, but I like the way the Red Wings are going. Look, they beat Tam they've beaten Carolina twice. They've beaten Tampa once. They've beaten some really good teams in the last week or two. Give me Detroit here, a little plus price stab here with the home underdog. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Blackhawks, Red Wings. You know, I'm going to go the other way on this. You know, I, I think that Detroit, you know, credit to them uh, for what they did with Carolina there. But from what I've seen, when they have one or two of those uh, big upsets, they kind of then Can't suck sustain. for a few games after that. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to go the other way here uh, with the Blackhawks. They still have a slight chance to make it. Uh, so I, I, I think they've got a little more on the line than the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, I mean they aren't the the door hasn't completely slammed shut yet on the on the postseason chant. I mean they've got work to do to catch Nashville, but the way Nashville just keeps on going. But uh, yeah, there's definitely some work that needs to be done here for the uh, Blackhawks in order to get in. As far as the total, I'm not sure about the uh, over or the under here. I'm really not because Bernier's played pretty well. Lankinen continues to play pretty solid for the uh, Blackhawks. He'll be a net tonight for them. So not involved in the uh, in, in the uh, total. Uh, just going to have a smaller bet on Detroit here. Uh, final game, Jimmy. Um, look, we know Columbus is in a bad way, but are you ready to lay minus 180 uh, with the Dallas Stars uh, against the no. Columbus Blue Jackets? Total nope. five shaded to the over. Yeah, minus 180 is what we're being asked to lay with Dallas. I am awfully tempted by Columbus here. For as much as I've been betting against Columbus lately, not at these prices, this is all a price point now. Yeah, Columbus has been bet against material for me. But we've been talking about taking teams minus 120, minus 130 uh, against Columbus in these spots, in these bet against spots for me with the Jackets. This is now minus 180 with a Dallas team that just hasn't been able to get on any sort of rhythm, get on any sort of roll. I know they're battling for uh, their playoff lives and trying to chase down Nashville. I understand that. This, these are big games. This is a must-win kind of for Dallas. they got to get the two points here, but must-win doesn't equal will-win. And I'll say something about Columbus and their defense. The second game they played Chicago, which was, I believe, the first game after the trade deadline for them, after Felino gets traded, Savard gets traded, might have been one of the better games I've seen Columbus play in a while. And it was the best game Patrick Lyon has played as a Columbus Blue Jacket. Where did that come from? I've been ripping this guy from pillar to post, non-existent, can't find him on the ice with a telescope the whole bit. And here he is with not one but two goals in the same game after having like a one or two goal drought in his one last 24 years. Goal. Yeah, including the end-to-end -end rush yeah. right through the Blackhawks' defense. But that's what's so frustrating about this bastard. You know, like, you know he can do it if he wants. It's just, like, do it every every night. I mean, you're going to have off nights. Everybody does. But, geez, man, like, it's just frustrating. Like, everybody's like, wow, this is amazing. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, that's who he is if he wants to be that player. And it's it's sad. I feel for Tortorella. I feel for uh, Paul Maurice. Uh, you know, these coaches do all they can with him, and he, he's just on his own island. Yeah, no question about that. And it, it actually has me thinking the game maybe can get up and over the total. It's only five. You know, Columbus got some offense going against yep. Chicago in those two games. Uh, they both went over the total. 
uh, as well. Uh, I think we can get that here with da uh, Dallas. I know we think of them as a defensive team. I know, but against Columbus and with Merzlikens and Corpus Salo have had tough years. The defense is very inexperienced and depleted now with Savard getting traded. They could give up goals to Dallas. Columbus can got maybe Line is going to get on a run. We know he's got that capability. Maybe he had that great game, the two goals. Maybe he is going to get going a little bit. Hopefully, please keep it going. It can't be a one-off. Can't be a one-game wonder here. Lion A, you got to keep it going now. You got to do it every game. You got to be consistent, bring it every night. Maybe he does now. Maybe he gets on a little hot spurt here. So I, I'm tempted to take the shot with Columbus here, plus price and also uh, over the total five minus 135. I'm definitely leaning jackets, leaning over the total uh, in this one. Jimmy, what do you think here? Columbus and Dallas. I'm, I'm going to go full out with Columbus uh, and, and take them, make an official play on the money line. Uh, give me the Columbus Blue Jackets with the upset. I, you know, Dallas, how many times are we going to let them burn us? You know, they are, they are what they are, and they're not they're not that great. And they and look, they've they've had a lot of injuries, so I'm not saying it's all on them, but they're just they're just not a fun team. They're not they're just blah. And I, I just I don't see it right now. I, I see the Columbus Blue Jackets going in there right now, and maybe even Columbus going on a little run here, uh, and and kind of upsetting some more teams as we go down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, again, they lost both to Chicago, but the last one in overtime, I mean, they're right there uh, in that one. Uh, it was their best game in a while. Uh, it's just, to me, this is just not the price for Dallas, in my opinion. No, sorry. Just like, the kind of like a San Jose syndrome here. San Jose couldn't be laying minus 180 to Anaheim those two games. Yeah. I kind of feel that way about Dallas here. I know Columbus has been a bet against, had some issues, uh, but they're not that bad that Dallas has all of a sudden deserved of a minus 180 price tag against them. Not in my opinion. So uh, I would only look Columbus here and the over in this game. Uh, Johnny K in our chat saying, yes, we talked the Leafs early. First game on the on the board, Winnipeg-Toronto. I did talk about that game. Jimmy likes Toronto in regulation, and I lean Toronto in regulation as well, uh, but not going to get involved. Be careful again with Matthews being out, guys, because Austin Matthews, as I said earlier on the show, he's been out already a few games this year, and the Leafs have won those games. We, Leafs have won a lot of hockey games this year without Austin Matthews. So be careful of, oh, Austin Matthews is out. The Leafs can't win. No, they can win. Uh, and after two straight losses, I can, I'm can i pretty confident Sheldon Keefe will get his troops ready to go and, and looking to play better. And they do catch Winnipeg on a back-to-back -back after uh, playing in Ottawa last night. So, I, again, I didn't bet it, but I lean in uh, Leafs in regulation here uh, in this one. So uh, that's my stance on that game if you missed it earlier. All right, we got through the Thursday NHL card. We're going to get to best bets in just a second. Before we do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Uh, you'll get a, a deposit bonus, weekly specials, weekly incentives. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, NHL, NBA, MLB Daily, NFL Draft later this month. More than enough uh, options from a sports betting standpoint to get involved. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for the account, use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets. Jimmy, what do you like for this best bet on this uh, Thursday card? You know, I, I'm tempted to go with Columbus right now, but I'm going to go uh, with the over in the Islanders Bruins. All right, there we go. New York Islanders, Boston Bruins, over five, minus one. 35. That is going to be Jimmy Murphy's best bet for this uh, Thursday night uh, NHL card. 
Uh, mine is going to be Tampa Bay in regulation, even money, yeah. uh, plus 100 against Florida. Uh, this is the spot where you'd expect this kind of championship pedigree team off maybe the most shameful, embarrassing game of the season for them to really show out tonight. No Stamkos, no problem. I think Tampa Bay gets it done. Uh, and look, Florida's been kind of fortuitous lately. They've kind of slumped a little. They've lost a few games here and there, barely beat Dallas in overtime, and they needed a power play to do it. It's not like Florida's playing at their absolute best at the moment. And I think Tampa Bay does bring their best tonight and gets the win in 60 minutes. So Tampa Bay in regulation, plus 100 against Florida. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Thursday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it. A reminder that we are live on YouTube with the Ice Guys show seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys audio podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian yep. Cameron. Before we go in. I just want to say something too before we go. You know, I won't see the, everybody this weekend. I'm, I'm off on the weekends, but you'd see this thing behind me. Eight years to the day today is uh, the Boston Marathon bombings. And, you know, I'll tell you, the last 48 hours for me has been a shit show. But, you know, stuff that is trivial in the grand scheme of things. And then I think about what happened eight years ago today and how I was supposed to be at one of those uh, bars that was right behind <coughs> the second bomb that went off. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if I'd be here right now talking to you if I was. Uh, so, you know, for everyone out there, you lose a bet today, you, you have a bad night betting, don't don't think it's the end of the world. Be happy you're alive. Be happy you can come and we can we can converse here and have fun talking about betting and, and watch sports and, and enjoy the little things in life that, you know, people that were lost that day and on other tragedies uh, can't do. All right. Good. Well, very well said, Jimmy. Good stuff. And you're right. Sometimes you got to take a step back and realize that of all the blessings and all the good things you have in your life that you can enjoy daily uh, and, uh, you know, and have some sympathy and, you know, realize that hey, you're, some people just, you know, have hardships and things that, you know, fortunately, maybe I'm not having to deal with right now, but you sympathize with those that do and just value life, value each and every day and don't take anything for granted. That's the uh, best thing you could think of when you reflect back on that horrible day with the Boston Marathon uh, tragedy that took place uh, several years ago. But uh, great reflections, Jimmy. Well said. Uh, we'll wrap Thanks up the show for my colleague, uh, Jimmy Murphy. Uh, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.